Welcome, everybody. This is episode number six of the Toy Photographers Podcast. We have an exclusive, amazing interview slash conversation with Mr. Stephen Kramer Glickman. What is up, Stephen? Hey, How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Dude, thank you for coming on the show. I mean, it's an honor. It really is something that I've been looking forward to for a couple of weeks now. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, man. Well, I'm you know, thanks for having me. Seriously, I um, when I found your um, your Instagram, the 112 uh, Instagram there, I was like, oh, I'm I'm not alone in my <laughs> my total obsession with the things that I've gotten into. And and what's so funny is that like you know like in in this world you know you can like i can i have an ins like one of my instagrams that i have one of my instagram accounts is just following toy photographers and uh and, and nice. people who collect 112 scale toys of uh, different types of you know toy type things right and if you, you know you i look at that and then enjoy it and it's so cool to see what everybody's doing and then sometimes i'll go out in the world and and i'll tell somebody i'll just go oh you know i was working on this diorama and people are like what are you talking about and i'll <laughs> and it it becomes i'm like no 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 don't you know you know how the toys they get toys and stuff and people are like toys what are you you're buying toys you're like you're 40 years old what are you buying right. toys for? seven years old and it's so funny how you can kind of you can kind of go like oh my god like this is not something that everybody is doing or that everyone even knows about it's so niche and it's so the community is so small but it's but but it's so awesome like it is it's awesome because it's like a small community and it's not like something like funko pops where like people you know you can like like my you know, there are grandmothers who are collecting Funko Pops. Like people know what all that stuff is, but that's very true. But they sell Funko Pops in here in LA, like in the gas station, and at like state. Oh yeah, they're everywhere. Wow, they're but, taking over. Oh yeah, but this stuff is like this is like it's nice to have something like specific and cool and, and that has like its own little world and its own little stuff going on. It it's, it's really cool. I I love it. It's great to find like-minded people, especially on the internet when you, like you said, you know, you understand what they're talking about. And the fact that you are not able to have to break down every single thing you're saying is just oh, so nice. You're like, oh, a fellow collector, a fellow toy photographer. Nice. This feels natural. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. It's, it is. It's very, very cool. And, and the problems and the things that like, you know that that we run into with our toy collections and our toy photography and stuff like this they're, they're not stuff that most people will always understand like you know regular people don't get this kind of stuff. normies like, <laughs> like like for example like i so like sometimes sometimes you take a roll of the dice and you try to buy something from china that is like kind of a like a like a piece that maybe at least I, I I do this every once in a while. I'll try to find some sort of piece that I don't have, like a that, diorama piece, or like what are you well, about? Well, sometimes it's a diorama piece. Like I bought a um a, a water cooler like for an office 
recently, nice. which I was like, oh, that'll be so cool. And then I got it, and it's not really one twelve scale. It it came uh, like they said it was, but then I got it, and it's more like the Star Wars action figure size, like the old, like the three and three you know, quarter stuff. Have, yeah, yeah, gotcha. exactly. You're like, oh, that's too bad. Really, it's cool. I I can put it in the uh in the display, you know, for be like, I guess there was a water cooler in the at the at, you know, I guess GI Joe had a water cooler, you know. Um, <laughs> But you're like, that's not that like, you know, that stuff like that happens. Sometimes you're like, ah, that's, that's too bad. Uh, but other times, you know, like I uh, I recently picked up a gantry for Iron Man. That's like with like all the robot parts that come out of the floor. Oh, yeah. And it's the one twelfth scale version of the Sideshow Collectibles uh, Iron Man gantry that they did. And it was it took like two and a half months to arrive but it's so rad and it looks so good. And the box was just like, you know, a garbage box basically, but pulling it out and putting it together and it lights up and it's so cool. It's like, it, sometimes you can find really neat stuff. Yeah. But when it true. doesn't, when it doesn't work out, then you're like, Oh, China, you know, and, <laughs> and, and your friends are like, yeah, China, they've got all sorts of problems. You're like, no, they sent me the wrong head for a toy. And we're like, what? Yeah, it's weird how like there's a stigma that kind of surrounds like toy photography and toy community. It's almost like an embarrassment because people, I guess, our age, you know, quote unquote, shouldn't be playing with toys. But, you know, toys are all kind of relative to what you're interested in. So like for us, action figures, you know, we grew up collecting figures. That's just what we love to do. And for some people, it's cars. For some people, it it could be quilts. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah everybody's into something and the fact that you're you know able to talk about it freely that kind of it's great to have representation in the toy photography community that is not afraid to post pics on your amazing instagram account so kudos to you mr steven <laughs> oh hey you know like that's very sweet of you but hey I, i'll say this like when i was a kid i had uh my mom is also like a big toy fanatic and loves nice. star wars and and G.I. Joe. And so like when, you know, when I was growing up, we had like a lot of toys and, and I was constantly, constantly playing as a kid all the way up until my early teens. And then all of the toys kind of like went into boxes and went into the closet, into the cupboard, and uh, to the garage, whatever. And then, you know, like most of my adulthood, I didn't have any, any toys around because, you know, like, it was like because you're working, you know, like right. you, there's and, and and then when I finally had like, you know, like and I think we went through kind of a dark period of toys where it was like stuff wasn't as good as it was like you look at superpowers like this, you know, superpowers collection from like back in the in the 80s, early 90s. Or you look at um, Secret Wars and then you look at like some of the action figures that Toy Biz was making in like the late 90s early 2000s and it's like the stuff from the 80s was so much better mm. than the stuff from the early 2000s or the late late 90s like it was just i mean even the star wars figures that were being made you know like where they were all muscly and weird yes you know, just <laughs> garbage just like hot garbage for like a long period of time there it just it was not great no and it then, wasn't and then it like started getting good again. And I remember it was my, I had 
I, I was living, uh, it was, it was after I was, I had started doing the Nickelodeon show that I, I was on this big time rush show on Nickelodeon. Yeah. And I, after I had done that show, a friend of mine for my birthday bought me a black series, six inch white Boba Fett. Ooh. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. Like, it's so cool. It looks so neat. But I was like, it's one figure. So, like, I had it, put it on my counter. And then I was like, oh, I think I, a friend of mine found, like, a Thanos action figure that was a six-inch action figure. And I put that on my counter. And I was like, oh, I got two figures. And that's it. And that's all I need. And I don't, who, I don't need anything else. This. And then a couple more, a couple more started finding their way in. And a friend bought me one for this and then the black series uh you know started you know rolling out all these really cool figures and i started going to like frankenstein's which is like a big toy thing here on the so jealous so jealous oh, that place is ridiculous you go there and you're like all i wanted to do honestly <laughs> is just collect the rest of the 1980s star wars figures that i didn't have so I started trying to find all those guys and putting together like a cabinet of like Star Wars figures. And I got those guys together and and I, I got as, as many as I've been able to find, like some really cool rare stuff, a blue snag blue snaggletooth, you know, and a couple other characters that I've always wanted and like got them in the case and I was like, All right, cool, I got some I got some stuff. I was like, I'm good. And then like black series kind of like hit their stride and i started like buying those guys and then marvel legends you know like all these new marvel legends figures start popping up and it's figures that like i had comic book cards of as a kid oh nice you're like oh my god how do i not have these like i gotta have i gotta get i gotta gotta get make gotta get the plastic form of my favorite character oh my god absolutely and like and then having them on my desk you know, it just feels like I my brain kind of retracts back to being a child and, and it makes me creative. It like lets me, you know, it, I think it really helps the creativity as as a writer and as a comedian and, you know, a creative person that that gets like that's my whole job is being creative. Like ha, like I was, you know, as a kid, I was a very, very creative person and trying to access that through having toys around is uh is definitely the move for me and uh i feel like that should be like a technique that we should somehow be able to kind of just be able to coach people on it's like you know if you want to access those memories as a kid that that childlike wonder it's like just surround yourself with stuff from your childhood and us being action figure collectors it's really easy to do that and it's accessible with the you know the amount of amazing stuff coming out and that that's an awesome story man so you kind of got into the black series at first and how was the progression for you from black series into you know what you're into now well so what happened with black (laughs) with black series is is i was like i was like gotta get luke gotta get you know the the what's it called the land speeder uh, gotta have an r2 gotta have a c3po um, I wanted to get all the old, you know, the original guys, get a Darth Vader, and then I wanted to collect the bounty hunters. So I was like, I'm going to put that team together as those guys come out, you know, I'll look for them. And 
you know, like uh, things like this. And then uh, my girlfriend, who I live with, was like, oh, I got something for you. And she bought me for Hanukkah one year, I think, or for my birthday. She bought me the 112th scale TIE fighter. Oh, wow. The giant one from that they were selling. It was the one that, that, that Black Series had made, and it was very expensive for them to make it, and no one was buying yeah, it. And no so, one bought it. Oh, yeah. So the price was originally like a hundred and something, and it was dropping and dropping and dropping. And I wanted one, but I was like, ah, where am I going to put this? And, uh, <laughs> and then she got it for me and it was like and then once she stepped in the ring with me uh, and it, it really kind of cracked things open where i was like i got now i can get whatever the hell i want like like <laughs> like she it's some for some weird reason and it's like i have my own like home office and it was already covered in toys but then yep. it just way off the rails and it started being about you know trying to get more marvel legends cooler figures and stuff more stuff that i was a fan of um and then it all kind of the the black series stuff had all kind of collapsed in on itself for me which is sad um but but true if i'm being honest with you uh you know i was so excited about star wars force awakens right so yeah. star wars force awakens comes out i go out i buy the ray I buy a couple, a couple other of the figures. I'm like, I get a kind of rent. I'm like, this is awesome. We're doing it. Um, I bought uh, a couple. I bought that little cat looking guy, the guy with the hat, you know. Um, oh yeah, and yeah, then Zuvio. Movie comes out like that character's not even in the movie. I was like, <laughs> oh, that's. Uh, but all right, whatever, you know, cool. I got some extra weird characters and stuff. I guess that'll be cool. And then, uh, and then they're like, hey, hey, guess what? rogue one's coming out and i was like rogue one awesome i'll go see that that sounds awesome so i go i, I don't buy any toys for rogue one yet but i was like i'm gonna go in and watch that movie so i watch rogue one and uh and then at the end of the movie all the characters are dead yeah and i'm like i'm like oh great who wants to play with a bunch of dead toys <laughs> Nick, nobody no one no movie in history has ever had a successful run of action figures where all the characters are dead. Like that does not. There's yeah. No, you yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I think what there's some behind the scenes stuff with like distribution and Hasbro and the reason why, like there were so many peg warmers with like the gins and the Cassians and like seeing, you know, pegs and pegs and pegs of rogue one stuff. I think they overestimated the interest, uh, especially like you said, like with ca you know a cast of characters that ends everybody ends up dying. So, yeah, but they've they've gotten better as they've gone along. Hasbro has kind of stepped it up, but that that's very yeah. true. You know, it's hard to get interest when you kill off all your main characters. Yeah, and that's that's you know like when it comes to toys, you're playing with toys to give the characters new adventures, and so yes. it's hard to take a toy that's adventures over and be like that's why on G in gi joe like characters never died they they're they always had a parachute when their ship would explode or whatever because they wanted to keep those characters alive so people could keep playing with them and not feel like and and so like some weird part of my brain was just like well i don't want to buy this toy if this character's dead that's, weird. that's so funny 
That's so, so funny. Strange, right. So then last Jedi, I'm like, I'm back in. Let's do this thing. <laughs> last Jedi comes out. And I was like, I think I saw that movie three times in the movie theater just to make sure I didn't like it. Like I couldn't tell. Oh, you didn't like it. I had so many problems and I, but I, I saw it three times. Like I yeah, loved, you tried. but dude, I, there were significant parts of that film that I loved. And there were significant parts of the film that I, I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I was like, and really, and things started getting weird too with that movie because Mark Hamill, who up to the point of last Jedi, I think I'd heard Mark Hamill say maybe 25 words total ever about Star Wars. Like maybe in like an interview or something like this, but, but not, not publicly. He was on, you know, it's like not, I don't have a relationship with Mark Hamill. I don't see him around or anything. And then suddenly it's like the news is like Mark Hamill hates the movie. Mark Hamill doesn't like what they did with the character. Mark yeah. Hamill disagrees with what the character's doing. And it it started like separating the two things for me and making it so that I was like, it was weird. And so I started being like, well, I guess I'm just going to go back and watch the originals. So I went back to the old Star Wars movies and then I started buying up Black Series figures from the from the uh, original trilogy and that's kind of where i've stayed is like rebuilding the original trilogy and 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 trying to get all of the figures from the originals you know which yeah which is which is just like a weird thing like i'm i I, that kind of you know it's it just was a weird time period i can't wait to see the next movie because i'm hoping that it's it's as good as uh it's going to be interesting, man. One. It's going to be really interesting. Awesome. And, you know, I think, you know, you, the fact that you're able to try it two more times after your initial viewing, I think that that should be, there's a lot to be said. You know, the fact yeah. that you're willing to try it twice, you know, after well, you didn't like it. There's beautiful moments in that film. There, and is. there are moments in that film where, like, when, when, when she hands the lightsaber to him and he tossed it over his shoulder, I was like, I don't know what's happening on screen right now because <laughs> like this is a character like I don't know what that is like that's not my Luke Skywalker. No, that's not what he would do. And right. and the and the the tricky part is is you come to learn and which is which is the facts is that you don't own Star Wars. They own Star Wars. They can do whatever they want. They could do a movie that's that's where where Princess Leia makes love to Chewbacca, and you could do <laughs> nothing about it. You could do nothing. Yeah, you can do anything. No, that's true. No control, and that's just the way it is. Like you kind of, it definitely took took me on a new like. It, it definitely put me in a weird position where I was like, I want to love everything that's happening, but I. I'm having a lot of trouble loving everything that's happening. And that's, that's, we, that's, we can that's, definitely, we could have an episode devoted to the last Jedi. I mean, completely. <laughs> it's, it's such a controversial topic. And, you know, I personally love the last Jedi. I know it's, it's one of those things that people don't understand why my stance is the way it is. I've done, I've done interviews with other people. And like, I, for me, the last Jedi 
is a perfect film. And I know, I understand why people don't understand, I, or don't like it. I, I understand. I totally respect those opinions. But for me, like, I, I guess, like, for Luke and, like, his whole journey, it was, like, him being that, you know, poster boy for, like, your childhood and him never being able to make, you know, mistakes. And having that big a mistake in The Last Jedi kind of, like, I guess for me kind of showed his humanity and like him able to learn from that failure like that to me I, there was some things i didn't like and like you know rose that was a character that i really had a hard time appreciating but for the i guess for me it's like it's really truly about luke and like his journey oh, but totally man i i i totally get it and and the uh you know the the anytime a movie does a thing and it's it's not just last Jedi that did this, but other movies do it too. And anytime a movie does a thing where they go, all right, we are taking a bunch of characters and we're going to go send them on a journey. And then they go on the journey and nothing is accomplished. And they end up exactly where they were when they started that journey. Like that, <laughs> that's just not all the characters, but Rose and, um, yeah. And Finn talking about the Canto bite scene, yeah. Like when they went out there and they're like, We're all gonna go do this thing, and this is the reason why we're going, and then it all kind of gets messed up, and then they have to kind of return home, yeah. Like there's like a chunk of time there where there was very little accomplished for people, and I was like, Well, you know, like, and or they go there and they release all the all the enslaved animals, but there's all these enslaved children, and they don't do anything for them you know like well they, they, they kind of but there's weird stuff it's just a it's an it's an interesting movie it's an interesting i think you movie. could yeah you could totally dissect it and there's definitely parts that you you're totally right it's like that you know if you break it down it doesn't really make a lot of sense in the storytelling but, yeah but as a fan of star wars it it literally sent me like back into going like okay i'm gonna go watch the first star wars movie all over again and i'm gonna watch the behind the scenes and the making of the, the first you know star wars empire strikes back and return of the jedi mm. and then i went off on my on my podcast and when found deep roy who was in return of the jedi and i i like we like spent a day interviewing interviewing deep about what the process was like of playing an ewok and playing Oh wow! Uh, he was he was Yoda. He was in the Yoda costume for the what? only time where Yoda's not puppeteered, which is was crazy. Like it's amazing, amazing, amazing chance to sit down with somebody and kind of like walk through their whole journey and and things like that. And and in it, and then as like a toy person, as a as a toy man, um, just. <laughs> it made me want to be like i gotta have a greedo you know i gotta get some you know tuscan raiders i gotta get you know i gotta go find those guys because those are all the guys that i'm like i was obsessed with i think i think also i got like uh you know the beat there's like bb8 right yeah so everyone everyone got a bb8 bb8 when that when that movie came out in the first one and then the second one i was like i gotta get the other one the the black version, like the bad, the the bad guy version of BB-8. Oh yeah, yeah, BB-9E. I know, I actually know that one. 
yeah it's like then that guy so i bought one of those and then that guy showed up and he like rolled in and then he was like and now i'm done (laughs) it's like come on we (laughs) stuff and i think that's why marvel legends has done such an unbelievably insane job Uh, and their the stuff that marvel has done with their toys is the it's i think it's the best craziest stuff i've seen in my probably almost in my whole lifetime maybe next to mask from the 1980s is um the jim carrey movie no 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 mask the uh the uh toy line from the 80s where it was like they, they were like cars that would transform into like planes or did you ever see those there were so- no i didn't see that Oh yeah, man! You gotta look at look up mask the for the like back in the eighties. They they had just a line of toys. They weren't transformers. You had like little figures, and you know they'd be riding down the the road in like a you know in like a Corvette, and then they press a you press a button, and the wing it would like have wings that would pop out, and then it could fly. It was just a cool. They're just cool figures. I've never uh, heard of that. Anyways, long story short. Marvel Legends, right? Uh, I start collecting Marvel Legends, and they're doing crazy stuff with their, you know, like Hulk Buster, and they've got these like huge, crazy stuff that's like they've got stuff from the movie. They've got the the same character, but the version from the comic book. Mm-hmm. They have the same version, but from uh, I mean, same action figure, you know, character, but from the cartoon, and they just like really just went hard on making sure that like you get every single version and and then mezco shows up and mezco for a long time but holy crap their stuff is is amazing like it is it is it's it's i remember when i first heard about mezco and i don't know why i didn't like it at first when i first saw i think the first figure i saw was the dark knight returns batman and I, I maybe it was just the lighting or what it was in a picture because I didn't I didn't ever get that figure, but people always said like once you get this figure in hand, it's just amazing. And um, I ended up purchasing one, and yeah, it was game over once I purchased my first Mezco, and I was like, okay, this is this is what I've been looking for for since I was a kid. Absolutely, man. I mean my my first Mezco figure was Old Man Logan with the oh, nice kid on the back in the backpack baby hulk yeah baby hulk and i was like i was I, I remember like buying it i didn't even tell my girlfriend that i bought it because i was like it's it was like 80 bucks and i was like who spends 80 dollars on you're <laughs> like i have trouble convincing myself 20 like especially when you when i i grew up in in a time period where action figures were like three dollars so oh, wow or to suddenly be spending twenty, and then to be jumping and going like, "No, it's, we're going to do eighty dollar toys," it just seemed crazy. It's like, how many am I going to end up with? Like two, you know? Like, come on! Like, there's they're so expensive. Like, how can I how can I make that like a thing? And um, you knew you knew you were opening Pandora's box whenever you started. That's what you mean. Oh, uh, <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! And it really became um a a full-blown situation i i I have the only thing that i have done to to temper 
myself in this uh, buying of Mezco's is I I buy uh, Marvel. I don't buy DC because I love DC, but I was like, I'm not going to do a bunch of different Batmans. And I'm not going to do, I'm going to buy one figure of each character. I'm not going to end up with like multiple different versions of the same character. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do one character of each thing. And um, that did not last for very long. (laughs) You didn't stick with it? I have, uh, well, I have, I, I, I have not bought any DC, but I did buy the Ghostbusters, um, the deluxe set, uh, set. and, um, I, I held on to those for a little while. I, I ended up reselling them on eBay because, um, they're cool, but I just didn't, I don't know if I was, I just didn't like, in, enjoy them as much like ha- having them around like they're cool but it was like i don't know there they, it didn't it didn't it didn't do enough for me and so i was like ah okay these guys can leave and so i i and, and the best part with mezco too is like they they all hold their value mm-hmm. and um yeah you buy you buy a set for 300 bucks they're gonna end up selling for 300 bucks like it, it, you know like or more which yeah. is fantastic because that does not work with everything else. And, um, and so that, that was, that was fine to kind of get out and kind of, uh, you know, keep, keep moving along. And I think right now I have like nine pre-orders with them, nice. which is insane. I have uh, currently, I'm just going to go walk in the room so I can tell Do you it. exactly when I, Do <laughs> um, but and this, you know, Mezco is where things took a turn for me when it comes to dioramas, because I had never really thought about having dioramas. I mean, I, I, I had playsets when I was a kid, but they don't make playsets anymore. They don't make them for these guys. So, right. all right, here's, here's what I got. I have a great Deadpool, who's awesome because his face is half exposed and it's super creepy and fun. I have blown the dark space ghost. Ooh. I have red Deadpool, who is totally badass. I have old man Logan. I have the Punisher special ops where it has like the gat the Gatling gun and like the big duffel bag and he has like three heads and he's so cool and the knife in the back and the whole bit. He's just but totally badass. Such a, an amazing character. Is that the one from last um, year, the SDCC one? Yeah, that one. Nice. Yeah, that's the one. I wanted to. That, I didn't want to get any Punisher. I was like, I'm gonna wait until it's that one. Then I have two of of the Mezco. Who's the the, the what's the name of the character? He's the um, the mascot. Gomez. Gomez. I got two Gomez. I have the one of him in like the business suit. The like where he's like a. Uh, special agent and then i have like street gomez yes. um i i've got the spider-man but the one like homecoming the first one where he's in the in the sweats oh yeah yeah which the home, homemade yeah, suit homemade suit um i've got the right re- you know regular you know golden red iron man i've got the 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 the, the iron man where he's in all blue 
where it's like the blue Iron Man, which is the I'm forgetting the superior Iron Man. I'm forgetting the name of that one. Um, I want to say it's stealth is the blue. I think I think you're right. It's the stealth Iron Man. And then I have uh, the two Doctor Strange figures that they've done. The uh, the you know original Doctor Strange and the blue on blue and then the blue on red. The, the first uh, appearance one and the regular. Nice. Yeah. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So I'm at twelve mezcos that are on the wall and then about and then i had the four ghostbusters and those are gone and then i got like nine pre-orders and the old and the of the pre-orders almost all of them are from they're all marvel characters except for i think hellboy and john wick are the two that i that i've ordered that i haven't that are not from uh marvel but gotcha i got that john wick on pre-order too he looks amazing oh they're so cool i have like the magneto on on a pre-order and um i'm really waiting for that one i'm really excited about and you know there's the what what ended up happening is and this is the the hilarious and stupid story is um i have this i love building stuff and building crafts and things like this and uh i have this punisher figure and he's got, I have, you know, I have these like little floating shelves that are on the wall, you know, in my in my office where all my toys go. And I've got this Punisher figure. He's got all these guns and all this cool stuff, and nowhere to display any of it. Like no one can see any of it. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's just all in the box. And I was like, this is not. That's not fair. Like it's not okay. Should, it's not okay. Like it's not like, you know, like uh, like I have Sauron the big pterodactyl from oh, yeah. um, which is a badass cool figure but he doesn't come with like a bunch of guns or something like there's nothing to show off with him it's like you have him on the shelf that's enough but this guy there's like so much stuff so i was like okay i need like a table and chairs for him and so i ordered a table and chairs from amazon that were i had to like look up the scale you know to figure it out i was like 112 scale table and chairs and it's like folding table and chairs from like a wrestling you know from like wrestling toys or something yeah yeah like that'll be enough and i get that and then i was like i'm gonna i'll build a little room and uh, i'll make like some walls and whatever and it'll have like a table and it'll be cool and so like i took foam core that i had laying around and uh cut it up and and uh made like a, a floor and two walls just enough to to have something right and out of foam core like made a door and like tried to like make a window and with like i cut up like a piece of plastic from a from a like a an old you know a uh, delivery box of nachos or something you know and i was nice. like ah the glass like that's that's there you go glue it together you know whatever we then we got a little room you know i painted with some paints i had laying around and uh and i was like waiting for my table and chairs to show up and uh they it says they arrived i go down to the front of our little condo complex and i live into the little room and the guy works in the room and uh, i go i go hey uh where's the my package and they're like no there's no package for you and I'm like, yeah, there is. Like, I ordered it, and it says it was delivered. And they're like, well, it's not here. And I'm looking everywhere. Oh, no. It's like someone stole 
my package. Someone stole my package. This is not fair. You know, like this is such this this you know this is this is not cool. You know, like I <laughs> I've been waiting for this thing, and the guy was like, "Well, what did you order?" And I was like, "I ordered a table and chairs." And he goes, "Oh, well, if you order a table and chairs, like we can watch the security camera footage and see who stole it. That's a big package." <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, it's a, um, it's." not a big package and he goes but steven it's a it's a table and chairs a table and chairs is going to come in like a big giant box so let's we're going to go watch all the tapes let's go watch the tape from earlier today i go no no, no the pack it's a small package and he was like why would it be a small package and i was like it's a it's a table it's a table and chairs for my for my toys and he was like what did you just say and i was like as for my toys, I have toys, and they need they need table and chairs. And he was like, "Are you having a nervous breakdown?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "No, I'm not. I'm just." And he was like, "Okay, no, you did not get it at all." And uh, and then he was like, "Well, if it's small, you should just check your mailbox." And I looked in the mailbox, and it was in the mailbox. Ah, oh, uh, was in the mailbox. I, in the mailbox here's the best part though in my process of being pissed off thinking that someone had stolen my table and chairs for Mm -hmm. my toy i posted about it on facebook to everyone in my condo complex on our facebook group (laughs) saying someone had stolen my table and chairs with a photo of the table and chairs which look real so everyone in the condo complex was like worried that security wasn't tight enough and how could such a big package be stolen and to this day it has been months and people still come up to me yeah i had something stolen too yeah i did did you ever tell them did you ever like post that you found it um i i had to i you know i updated it and said it's been found but people still to this day are like oh yeah no it's really hard it's hard when stuff gets stolen. I had it stolen too. What did they end up, how did they end up finding it? Like who took it? You know, and you're like, I, I what am I supposed to be? It was in my mailbox. <laughs> like, you know? and you're like, but it's so small. How could it fit in there? How how could something how could something so big fit in such a small place? You know, I call I collect toys and I build so I I kind of outed myself as a <laughs> as a as a diorama guy. So then and I know I'm talking forever, but here's what ended up happening. I was like, I'm going to build some, I, I went with my girlfriend. We went to the um, store where you, it's like a hobby store. And I was like, I want to go buy, get some materials. Cause I want to build something else. Cause I had watched on, I, I had followed you on, uh, on Instagram and I had seen somebody do the back of a building where it was like, you know, like a, like a roll, like a roll door, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. And, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you're talking about like a uh, like one of those at the back of a shop, and you have like a little roll up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, I want to build that. I want. I think I could build that, and I could put some characters in there and make them fight and stuff like that. Seems kind of cool. Nice. And uh, so I was like, I'm gonna go do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the store. And so I, br- I brought her with me, and we walked in, and I start pulling stuff off the walls oh, i'm gonna buy this piece of wood and get this piece of plastic and this and this and she goes what are you building and i go 
oh, I'm, I'm going to uh, build a diorama. And she goes, I know you're going to build a diorama, but what, do you, what diorama are you going to build? And I was like, oh, I think uh, uh, I'm going to do like a back of a building, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was the back of a building. And I was like, yeah, like something kind of gritty, you know? And she was like, uh, why would you want to do something dirty that's like the back of a building? Like, why not do something nice? And I was oh. like, I was like, well, I'm, I don't know. Like, that's what people, you know, people make these and there's some tutorials. And she was like, well, if people are already making them. Then we should make something better or oh. something different, something else. And I was like, we should make something else. She was like, yeah, we should make something that's better than, than just the back of a building. Let's make something better. And so I was like, okay, well, what do you want to make? And she was like, well, I just made her watch Dr. Strange. And so she was like, let's make a broom from the Sanctum Sanctorum and do like wallpaper and do, you know, nice floors and a fireplace and, you know, nice and stuff. And I was like, okay. And having, having her (laughs) board with me to do this kind of like, we built this massive diorama, which I've never built. I'm, I'm currently building something that's bigger than the one than, than this one. But up to this point, I, I, up to this point in, in my career, I have not built anything bigger than, than the one that her and I made. It's, it's enormous. It's like twice the size of like a hat box. And it, it I had to put in things on the wall to like hold it up and oh, nice. it has electricity to it. And I think it has... Uh, one, two, three, four lights built into it, and um, it's you went uh, all out we, for that. Went all out and 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 like bought all different kinds of wood to like you know make it, and we hand painted it together. We bought the doorknobs and the you know we made the fireplace logs and and attached the lighting inside of it and painted the lights and just got it just got it looking right, and um, it was really a really cool project to uh to have to work on together and then you know and then like after building the whole thing it was like okay so we have a f- we're basically doing the front door of the sanctum sanctorum and that front like entrance way mm-hmm. so then we were like well if you look out the front door you can it's just going to be the wall so let's build an extension onto the back of this diorama that has a new york city like street scene and then let's put in a light up there so that way when when it's all turned on you can see new york city out the front door of the wow. sanctum sanctum and you can leave the door open and take a picture and it looks totally legit and it's That's awesome i'm i'm so proud of it and all the furniture matches all the furniture is really cool and um and it's neat. Like I, 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 you know, like I always was like, oh, I, I should only have one Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange is a is Doctor Strange. You can have three Doctor Strange in the Sanctum Sanctorum, and it make total sense, you know. Yeah. So I think you already know how lucky you are to have a girlfriend that's like supportive, and I think you're even more aware of the fact of how lucky you are to have someone who's building a diorama with you. So that's amazing that that she's so supportive of your hobby it's so it's so rad like i can't even tell you how (laughs) rad like it's it's one of those things like you know like when 
Like, and we just kept kind of looking at each other while we were making it, just kind of being like, what are we doing? Like, look, just like <laughs> doing this together? This is so weird. But it was but, a bonding moment, right? Like, you bonded, oh you know? God, it was such a bonding moment. And then what it kind of became for her in a lot of ways is, like, she, you know, when she was a little kid, I'm sure she had a dollhouse at some point. And it was like, we're basically building a dollhouse that is uh but using my figures as the dolls because that's about the same size and and that's why she wanted it to be nice is that she didn't want it to just be some like you know alleyway or something she wanted it to and i ended up going on like doing the next one that i did after that um we did uh deadpool's apartment which was like fun it was a little dirtier, but um, it was a good time. Like we made pizza boxes that were one twelfth scale and a That's microwave, awesome. a microwave, and um, you know, and, and did like carpeting, and um, it was cool. Like that, and we did a gun rack, you know, which was like all fun stuff to try to like figure out posters on the wall, uh, grenade uh, holder to like have you know, some, you know, a uh, little weapons rack for some grenades and some swords and stuff like that. Like, it was like, it was fun. It was like a fun thing to like, have to like play around with. Um, and it did looks that good. You, did that lead you to do toy photography? Because I know when you messaged me a while ago and you're like, check this out, I got this, you know, diorama I made, and I got these photos. And um, did that kind of lead you to do toy photography, having those backgrounds? Absolutely. Because, uh, you know, the, the only the only thing that I have not stepped up my game in is um, the camera I'm using to take pictures of the toys because mm-hmm. I have uh, I have like the newest form of the what's it called the Galaxy um, Samsung phone yeah and the camera on that is pretty damn good it's got it nice focus it looks really good. But I would love to get like a real camera, like an actual camera, and take some photos of some of the stuff that I'm doing because oh, I shit. know it would be it, it would look better. But for Instagram and for like for like so far, this has been uh, very cool. Yeah, and then you know what's so great with Mezco, which I didn't have with Marvel Legends, is that these figures are so detailed and beautiful up close that taking photos of them up close with these back backgrounds and stuff um has just made it uh, more and more fun and in that's essence like, you're almost like making a movie like a like a little miniature movie set and you're like this is kind of your background with you know working in the entertainment business like this is you know it's weird how fulfilling it is to kind of like build this stuff from scratch and take photos and you know you're basically being all the whole process of a of a movie like you build it you know you shoot it you light it then you edit it yeah and it's funny too like i have friends who one of my one of my best friends who who bought me my first black series figure uh he'll turn to me and i'll I'll be like oh i gotta get some smoke i gotta do some smoke in the background of you know dr strange in this you know scene that i'm doing and Mm -hmm. he'll go you can just you can just do that on your phone. You can just use a digital, there's like an app for that, you know, to like add special effects and things. And, and I've done it, but I don't like it as much as I do putting, making it for real, like Like practical. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? Like using some incense and throwing that in the background to just get the texture in the shot mm. is so cool. Like I took um, the most recent uh, diorama that I have is uh, this two story building. Um, it's like a like a like a building facade. And I did it where all the it's all in um, I, I I think it, I think it was all in Korean everything on the the signs and the floor oh, nice. and uh, like all the language stuff on it this you know the uh, there's like a a karaoke thing and a bunch of stuff and it's really cool like it's it came out really nice and um, I took that outside and shot photos of it outside and my god the difference in shooting like in your living room mm. in comparison to taking a diorama outside and shooting it with daylight especially if if the actual diorama is supposed to be an outdoors thing is mm. it's unbelievably different and it looks so much better and just in the reflections of how lighting uh works on these things is just it's just it adds so that it adds that layer of, of realism too, and like being able to shoot a diorama outside, it, it, you know, it it definitely feels more natural and more real because you have that that beautiful lighting from the sun instead of having a harsh lighting from maybe a table lamp or something like that. So, you know, you you have such an amazing eye for dioramas, and I'm a fan of your dioramas. And you know, it you're relatively new at this, so it, I'm only you know I'm so excited to see what else you're working on, the things that you're you know, building in your house. And I'm a fan, man. It's awesome. Oh, thanks, man. Dude, the next, the next one that I'm trying, there's, there's like, there's like three things that I would like to try to accomplish at some point in, in the next run. But the next, the next one I have to build is, um, I want to build like an Avengers, like kind of Iron Man, kind of like, like a headquarters like like a room you know like his room where he had like uh all his you know stuff to get turned into iron man like yeah 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 all the suits I have, yeah, the, yeah i have this like gantry thing that i bought so i was like i bought that i bought this table that's this like glow it it's like this like it's really weird it's this like thing it's like a lamp but it I don't know how to explain it. I think it's I like know a, what you're talking about. It's like a LED, like and basically it's reflective, but it's plastic. You can see through it, and it's like kind of like resembles Tony Stark's like office or something. Yeah, exactly. So I I got I got that, and then I got this base that's like a big like you know um, thing for a character to stand on, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like, if I take these things and then kind of like carve out like a two-story kind of like avengers thing and 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 make areas so that i didn't want to you know how they have like the 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 thing where you can like you know where you can keep all the different iron man suits inside of a uh inside of in little it's their own cases i didn't want to do that but i was like if i kind of did my own version of that uh because i have this hulk buster that's so so heavy and huge if i like put this hulk buster in like and kind of did like a second level that was at the height of the hulk buster so then the hulk buster could kind of fit inside 
of what the second level would be. Ooh. So maybe the first, the first floor of the Iron Man, like of Tony Stark's like layer would be like, you know, like Iron Man type stuff, like a suit up kind of thing. And then this, and then the second layer would be built above uh, like an encasement for the Hulk buster. Like that could be like a cool way of doing it and then and then with a room like that you can throw spider-man in there and you can throw other avengers characters into this room and and it'll be cool like because then he's got he's got like friends and it's like a big set so i've been wanting to do that but i also badly badly want to do an office like um like with like um those what are those like with like computer desks like uh you know like like a library setting kind of or like you know, like uh, with like partitions. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. Between like office people, space, like like an office space kind of yeah. set, so that way you can have like a fight in an office with like paper getting thrown around and a fax machine and uh, like uh, a matrix a, scene, a, like with Neo. Oh yeah, man! To do that with like a John Wick action figure and a couple of the the Mezco uh, agent Gomez's to have some of those guys in there, you know, fighting him and stuff like that. That could be a really cool thing. And, uh, and then the last one, uh, which I've been all, all like prepped up on and looking for pieces is to do the, uh, the, like to do a hospital set of like a hospital and a front desk. And uh, because then you get, you get like, wheelchairs and you get the emergency beds and you get like paramedics and things like this i just the only thing that i wish that i was able to find which i have not been able to find yet so if you come across it please let me know is really high quality 112 scale um like extras like figures that are not that are not like like, static like don't move or like articulating like, like that move but are not well-known characters like characters that we could just throw in so that iron man has someone to shoot at or yeah there's definitely a lot of lines that do kind of like a it it just depends on what you want to do like and how much money you want to spend like if you want to just get like a like an extra a lot of people use the figma line and there's a lot of different figures like you know there's like you know everything from like schoolgirls to like you know businessmen and you know stuff like that so figma would be what you'd need to look at. I can send you some stuff. Yeah. Send me some stuff. Cause uh, I just, <laughs> I just had a, a huge screw up where um, I, uh, I ordered a, um, I, well, I ordered something from, from China through eBay and it was a one twelfth scale figure. It was like about 50 or 60 bucks. It was super cool. And it was just a guy who has like a gas mask on and a bunch of guns. And oh, it was yeah. like, just like, like, but like nice material, like costume, mm-hmm. you know, so you could throw him in with like Wolverine and it would look like he was, you know, being sent to fight him or the Punisher or one of these guys. And uh, the the guy, the guy uh, did not send me that. Instead, he sent me a, a, um, a what's it called? A, um, just a giant, just a head of just a figure. Like, and I, I, I opened a package and there was a, a head in the package and, um, it's it it actually did kind of scare me a little bit. I was like, oh my god, someone said that. <laughs> like, oh no. 
Was that from the post that you did on your Instagram? Was like someone sent me this this head, and I don't know who it's from. Yeah, someone, the guy messed up the tracking (laughs) and sent someone else my toy, and I got his head instead. Uh, Um, So then I have to go through the whole process with eBay and get my money back and the whole bit. But you're like, come on! Like I was like, so it just was so. I was so close. I was so close. I know. So, the trials and tribulations that a, a toy photographer and toy collector has to go through sometimes just to be able to get the things that we want. It, 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 people don't understand. The normies, quote unquote, don't understand what we have to go through. Don't get it. I would love to try to do with the Star Wars figures that I have uh, from the uh, the original stuff. I would love to try to make something for them or to you know, to buy one of yours that you've done to be able to have like a place for these characters so that they're not just sitting on a, on a wood tabletop, you know, because Ooh, yeah, they're, that those characters, those one twelve scale, like uh black series, they're just so beautifully done. They, they need, they need a good home. You they know? do. They do. And that's why I did the smugglers retreat. And I, uh, I'm actually doing, some I mentioned on a previous podcast episode, but I'm going to be doing a new pre-order starting next February. So stay tuned for that. So oh, cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I hopefully everything will work out, and and the timing of everything. You know, it's just there's a lot of a lot of back behind the scenes stuff that I got to get ironed out. But stay tuned for that. Well, I I really feel like it is the one thing that like Marvel legends and star Wars and, and these, these lines are missing is that the stuff that we, the stuff that we had back in, in the eighties that they don't have currently are vehicles. And, yes. um, there's like no vehicles and there's mm-hmm. no play sets. And like, that's true. I mean, when, when like they knew with, with empire strikes back, like so much of it takes place on Hoth. They made two different play sets for Hoth so that, you know, because most kids don't live in the snow, like <laughs> how are you supposed to play with all of your Hoth characters? So they made you, you know, places to like put your stuff and they did a great job of it. And then you look at like the Ewok village, like that Ewok village was like a lot of the, a lot of that was hand put together with mm. twigs, and stuff by by those guys who designed those those play sets and then you know the twigs were like cast in in clay and then turned and you know and and then turned into what it looks like but they did a phenomenal job with giving you um environment and and um yeah they- i agree i agree i think if if hasbro were to like realize the market for stuff like that and being you know, like you and I are, we want to have those backgrounds and those scenes to be able to flesh out and do toy photography and just have as a, a setup in our room. And if they were to realize the market for that, oh my gosh. And if they were able to do it right, they don't have to sell it in stores. They could do like a HasLab project like they did with a sail barge and just do limited runs. And it would be amazing. It would be amazing. I thought the HasLab for this year was U- Unicron, I think it was. or mm, Yeah, Unicron. I was like, I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, no one, I mean, people like it, but it didn't get funded. Is it, it didn't get funded? Did it not go through? I didn't see that. Almost positive it didn't get funded. Oh, bummer. 
Yeah, you know, what's funny with Hasbro and they've had a kind of a, a changing of the guard recently. And I'm hoping that they realize that 112 scale, most of these people who are buying these figures, I would say over half are doing toy photography with the figures. And they're, you know, whether or not, depending on just a person or this really depends on their budget, but people would spend, I would say, anywhere between 100 and oh, 150. It says, you know what? It, uh, it, uh, it looks like it did get funded. Oh, did it? Did it get funded? Oh, well, congrats, Hasbro. Yeah, from five hours ago, Pop Insights got funded. So good oh, for them. Good for them. Well, I'm glad they're, they got funded because that means they're going to do more HasLab projects. Hopefully they do. I want to see a 112 scale X-Wing, like a, like a Luke Skywalker X-Wing. Oh, that, that would be sick. That should be obvious for them. Like they, you know, I think I think if HasLab were to build like a like an event, like a what's it called, like an Avengers Tower or Mm, some sort of like you know something like that. Like they, you know, if they if they were able to do some sort of big scale thing for all their Marvel Legends figures that they've done, like it'd be insane. It'd yeah, be insane. they could they could do like a hangar bay or something like that. Absolutely, a hangar bay would be fantastic. We should do a hangar bay next. That's, see, that's there you the, go. There you uh, go. That'd be awesome. And just slap a big A on the on the wall. Exactly. Exactly. Awesome, man. Well, look, I, you know, I, I look forward to seeing, oh, I have to tell you what I'm going to go do today since tell me. you'll, you'll, you more than anyone else will appreciate this. So a few years ago, uh, there was a comic book shop called Meltdown, which was on Sunset Boulevard and okay. in the window of Meltdown comics, they had these buildings that were like foam core buildings and they had, they were beautiful like sticker fronts that, that look real. And, and like my first pictures I ever took of like toy photography kind of stuff are in front of these toy, you know, in front of these buildings. So when meltdown went out of business, they had seven buildings. So I offered to buy all, uh, no way. All, all, all seven of these buildings. And, um, I, I we I couldn't take them all home on uh, on my own, so I had to put them in like a delivery truck, and the delivery guy ended up destroying like five of them. Like oh, four no. were just shattered by the time they were at my place, oh. uh, which is terrible. But I I have all the parts to put them together and stuff, and two of the biggest ones did survive because they had wood backing and stuff in them, so. Uh, when it came time for LA Comic-Con this year, last last year at LA Comic-Con, my podcast, The Nighttime Show, has a like a 30-foot booth at the con. And we set up last year like a photo op in the booth for people to come take pictures. This year, we had an idea where we were like, L- let's take these buildings, the two buildings that we have, and put them in the booth and do a backdrop that's um of like a city and we'll put like the logo for our company on some of the buildings and people will can take pictures in front of these buildings and they'll look like godzilla you know and in front of awesome which will be cool like that's like throwing ourselves into a giant diorama in in some way and then i was like well it can't just be that we need 
bigger buildings. We need we need a, a couple buildings. You can't just have two. Yeah. So I uh, contacted a printing company and my friend Matt, who produces my podcast with me, we uh, we went on Photoshop and we we made five foot tall by three feet wide, uh, two different buildings at that scale in like in a, as a photo. And then we sent that off to a printer to have a sticker printed that's five feet by three feet uh, for like two of them, you know, one for each building. And then him and I today are going to an art supply store in Santa Monica to go buy like six foot by four foot um, foam core. Um, And then we're going to go to this place and have these these five foot tall buildings made so that so that we have multiple layers in the in the photo booth so there'll be that's dedication man that is awesome yeah well it's gonna it'll be on like in the end it'll be really awesome looking and so it's like it's it's worth you know putting the energy into because we've got you know three days and a a couple hundred thousand people that are going to come through our booth over the over the days and we're like, just let's just make something that everybody can hop in front of and feel good about. And, and, and you know, and then, I mean, if, if we can get a guy dressed as Ant-Man to like hop in this diorama, this like life-size diorama, that would be so cool. So nice. um, it's all, it's all been now, now it's about uh, when, once those buildings are, once we're finished with LA Comic-Con, I know I'm going to want to keep those giant oh, buildings. Oh, you have to, you have to. I have to. That is such a cool thing that's going to happen. I wish I could make it out there, man. I, I live all the way on the other side of the country, so that's going to be really cool to see those photos online. you got to post them on your Instagram. Oh, they're, my Instagram's going to be coded with photos of this nice. for the rest of, of eternity. So I will keep you posted for sure. Awesome, man. Dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. I, I'm just going to kind of wrap it up, I guess, and just leave the mic open to you, whatever you want to say. I always kind of leave like a mentoring moment for the, the person that's getting interviewed. And, uh, you know, people that are in toy photography community, of course, you know, we want to have this as a community. We want to connect and we use this podcast as a platform to kind of connect to other people and create conversations between people on Instagram or just in general. Um, so whatever you want to say, man, the mic's yours. Well, I'll just say this before I wrap up is uh, if I can leave you with anything, it's that toys can help you access uh, part of your brain that you may have had to close off because of work and bills and all the things that, that happen in life. And, and and you don't have to have you know 200 action figures to feel like a kid again you can have one or two like i uh, my cousin is a very serious businessman and he was always a big fan of of fantastic four and and thing uh, more than anything else so i bought him a thing for his birthday and i said you can have this on the condition that you open it like Ooh. if you leave it in the package, I'm taking it home with me. But you have to open it and 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 hold on to it for a little bit. And he was like, "All right," and he did. And it's on his desk, like still is to this day at home, not at work. But it it keeps him, you know, feeling young and feeling connected to his youth. And I think that that's very very important is to stay connected to that time period because uh, especially 
you know, if you're a creative person where you're trying to cultivate creativity in your life and, uh, and who knows, like if you do it for yourself, there's always a chance that someone that you care about or someone in your family or someone that you love may all may respond to it. And maybe they will find something, you know, from that, that keeps them creative and keeps them going from, from their childhood too, you know? That's amazing. I've never had anyone say that. And I love that you, you are so aware of being able to access that childlike imagination, man. That's amazing. I absolutely am thrilled that you made that connection. That's amazing. I'll tell you this. It's also a a, a great excuse to buy more toys. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Kidding. No, it's it definitely really is, especially when you have someone that's supporting you doing it, too. Totally. Totally. And look, you know, I, I'm I'm not going to say my girlfriend is supportive of everything, but she is supportive of, of a lot of things. Uh, when I brought Lego home to build a Lego Star Wars set, she uh, she put it, she took all the Legos and she put it somewhere. And I'm, for, I'm forgetting the word of how to describe it in English. I think it's uh, the garbage can. I think she threw all of it in the garbage Did she can. step on it? Did she step on a Lego? Is that what happened? No. She was like, she walked in with a, one of her girlfriends, and one of her girlfriends was like, I didn't know you guys have kids. And she was like, oh. And then she just threw all of them in the trash. She was like, you can have whatever you want, but no Legos. We're not doing Legos. Sorry, buddy. And I was like, okay. <laughs> all right. Did Fair you enough. go in? Did you save them out of the trash can, like put them in a closet no. or something? <laughs> They're gone forever. <laughs> but that's, that's awesome. you know, that she was okay with. She's okay with me building dioramas. I think we're. I think we're good. I think yeah. we're good. Yeah, the relationship is more important than the Legos, of course. Of course. Yeah. That's or awesome, just, man. It's like, I Dude. think I'm gonna get the Legos. No, you're not. No. Anyways, thanks for having me on the uh, on the show. And I'll say this: if uh, if uh, you want to check uh check out my stuff or see what i'm doing you can i've got my twitter which is at steven glickman s-t-e-p-h-e-n glickman and that's on uh twitter instagram youtube tiktok facebook all that stuff and i've been having a lot of fun making things and posting them so keep an eye out so you can see more stuff Nice. Dude, thank you so much, man. I I cannot wait to see all the photos coming out of LA Comic Con and just in general, the things that you do. It's always enjoyable and you always keep me smiling. So thank you, Mr. Stephen Kramer Glickman for coming on the show. And this is the Toy Photographers Podcast. Remember, everybody, we are storytellers. So go out there, shoot some toys, have some fun, and see you at the next episode. Peace.